Everybody's having a wonderful day. So good to see you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Black Financial Channel. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. And uh, today I want to talk a little bit about Kanye West again, because I think that there is something happening beneath the surface with Kanye West that the public is not picking up. Uh, it has to do with the finances. And I'm going to explain to you because you guys know my PhD is in finance and I like talking about money. Um, I'm going to explain to you the financial reasons why canceling Kanye West is damn near impossible. So get comfortable, buck up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every single day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day under one condition. The condition is that we are black first. Black first means we put our community at the top of our priority list. Black first means that we educate our children. Black first means we break generational curses. We do not continue them. Black first means that we will train our children to be the most economically intelligent people on the planet. If you agree with this philosophy, if this makes sense to you, if you are ready for the mission, if you are up for the challenge, then put a B1 in the chat. Put a B1. Uh, this is not a battle for the people who are lazy. This is not a battle for people who are unfocused. This is not a battle for people who are not committed. This is not a battle for people who want to remain ignorant. This is not a battle for people who want to stay stuck. This is for people that really want to grow. If you are in that category, then put a B1 in the chat. That lets me know where you stand. And I want to say hello to everybody on TikTok. I'm actually on TikTok. So if you want to follow me on TikTok, just look up Boyce Watkins. There are a lot of fake Boyce Watkins on TikTok. So make sure you look to make sure it's me. Uh, and anyway, uh, shout out the city. Let me know what city you're from. I see Dallas, Texas for, for uh, Kendra. Good to see you. Flint, Michigan. I'm so sorry about that water situation. That's ugh, It bothers me every time I think about Flint. Um, uh, uh, hey, Tiffany and Tarnika and Ishmael and Corey and uh cynthia and carol from h-town i see you i see you all right so let's get started here all right so uh, has anybody been following the stuff with kanye west the last few days i know that he's he's always an interesting uh, topic of conversation uh this week has been especially interesting because i've been watching the dynamics of what's happened with him i've also been watching your reaction to what's happening with kanye so what i'm going to do is give a quick summary of what i've been seeing with kanye west in terms of uh, not just what is going on with him uh, on the, we'll start with the surface. Then I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to talk about some stuff that the media really isn't discussing. Black media really isn't breaking this down because they're not in a position to be objective about it. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, and then also um, I'm going to talk about your reaction to Kanye. So here's what I'm saying from all my people I love uh, on the internet. Um, I'm seeing that you all are pretty divided. Uh, I have people that I care about who think Kanye is the biggest buffoon on the planet who think he's nuts out of his damn mind, who think he's a complete sellout, who think he's a loser, who thinks he's a white, who think he's a white supremacist. Those points are valid and respected, and I can understand completely <clears throat> how you might feel that way. Then I have other friends who feel like Kanye is the ultimate revolutionary, that Kanye is fighting the power, Kanye is speaking the truth uh, from a perspective that doesn't get heard, Kanye is speaking his, his truth uh, in a way that's um, unapologetic and fearless, uh, and, and I hear that, too. I see that, too. And uh, and so uh, so I want to kind of talk about this because because this is a really an interesting kind of moment in the sense of really understanding poweronomics principles. As you guys know, Kanye West, just the other day, right before he got booted off of Instagram, they didn't ban him from Instagram. They just restricted him from posting on Instagram. So they so it's not like his stuff isn't there. It's still up there, but they took a lot of it down. 
after he made a comment about the Jewish community that they didn't find appropriate. Uh, they called it anti-Semitic. We can talk about that later, but I think it's really hilarious that people think it's anti-Semitic to state the obvious in terms of who owns media, who controls Hollywood. Uh, it's not even something that's derogatory. It's just a fact, you know? And so, so the people who claim that they have no power to cancel anybody went out and tried to cancel him on Instagram, right? So, so it's kind of funny, right? You're saying you have no power, but then you execute, you, you show your power by basically uh, shutting him down. Black people can't do that. Black people can't cancel somebody in that same level. We can't take people off of Instagram, but other people can. And I encourage you to take notes. I encourage you to take notes. I don't want to get into uh, any conversation about who's bad and who's good. Just take notes. Take notes because what you're watching is you're watching a high power chess match here. You're seeing what power looks like. That's what you're seeing. That's is what you're seeing. You're seeing uh, the people who oppose Kanye making power moves. You're seeing Kanye himself making power moves. Uh, and 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 what's really interesting is this is going to get more fascinating to observe as we get closer to the 2024 election. The one time I talked to Kanye West, first thing he told me in the first two minutes was that he is running for president in 2024. I don't think Kanye minds me mentioning that uh, because that's just what he said. He just said it like it was no big deal. He said he claims he's going to win. I don't know if he's going to win or not. I don't care. And I told you, I don't really do Democrat Republican stuff. So if you're looking for me to give you a liberal or conservative bias, I'm going to confuse you because I'm not a liberal and I'm not a conservative. I'm just a black man who cares about my community. I don't vote Republican. I don't vote Democrat. I vote for black people. And in my view, the best way to vote for black people is to vote for our economic power. If you have economic power, then you can do what you want to do. Now, do me a favor, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. If you haven't done it yet, please do that. I'll subscribe to the channel because we're trying to get our own power. We reach over a million black people a week on our own independently, no corporate sponsorship. This is not Black Liberation brought to you by McDonald's. This is not sponsored by Walmart. This is sponsored by the hardworking black people in our community who want to have an independent voice. And that's what I'm trying to be in this particular space. All right. So, so here's what's interesting. When I see Kanye West speaking his truth, you can you can say that he's right. You can say he's wrong. You can say he's good. You can say he's bad. It's all your right to do that. But one thing you can never deny is that the brother is exercising a type of freedom of speech that black people are not accustomed to seeing. He is literally going out into the world and telling all his haters to kiss his whole entire black ass. He's literally speaking his his own unconditional truth. And, and, and I, and what I like about here's what I like about it, right? I told you guys, if you listen to my podcast with my wife, my wife is a therapist and she's expressed some concerns about Kanye from a mental health standpoint. I have those concerns, right? We, we talk about these things. It's nuanced. It's not black or white, but at the same time, I want y'all to understand what you're watching. What you're watching is you're watching freedom of speech. You're seeing what freedom of speech really looks like. Kanye is exercising his freedom of speech. And, and, and the, the reason it seems so foreign to some of us, I think, is because we're not used to having that kind of freedom in this world where, where your purse strings are controlled by your oppressor. You're just not. You're not used to it. You're not. Seriously, think about this. I want you to really process this for a minute. Give me a yes in the chat if you're following along with what I'm saying here. Give me a yes in the chat. Let me know if you're getting this. I want you to imagine this. Imagine how your conversation with your boss might be different if you had $10 million in the bank. Would you walk different, talk different, speak different to your superiors at your job 
if you knew you had $10 million in the bank and, and, and you didn't need that job anymore, would you, or, w- or would it be the same? Would you still be saying yes, boss? Yes, sir. No, sir. Asking for permission to go to the bathroom, right? Asking if you can have a day off to spend with your kids. Like, got to ask permission to go spend time with your own children. How many of you would still do that if you had $10 million in the bank? You wouldn't. And here's the thing. Kanye's been rapping about this for many years. Remember? La, 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 where do I get my money right? Everybody remember that? Ain't nobody going to tell me nothing. Remember that? So Kanye's been on the Poweronomics agenda for many years. He just recently mentioned Dr. Claude Anderson. He was just recently exposed to Poweronomics principles. But Kanye's understood this for a very long time, that in America, you don't get freedom of speech if you don't have independent wealth. So this is not, when I talk to y'all about wealth, I'm not talking about 401ks and IRAs and all that. That's easy. I've been teaching that to college students for 30 years. That's easy. What I'm really trying to get you to understand is not the what and not just the how, but the why. The why is what gives you your fire. The why is what gets you hopping out of bed in the morning, busting your butt to achieve your goals. The why is what gives you your fire. Why do you want to be economically free? Why do you want to have independent wealth? Why do you want to pass generational wealth to your children? Because you want your kids to be able to go through the world without having to constantly keep their head on a swivel and constantly have to feel like they are going to get shut down and canceled anytime they speak their honest to God truth. I'll give you an example. If you go to my Instagram, you'll see I put up a clip of a black politician who seems like a very nice guy. His name's Raphael Warnock. Has anybody heard of Raphael Warnock out of Georgia? Give me a yes in the chat if you know who Raphael Warnock is. So Raphael Warnock is a guy who is a senator out of Georgia. He seems like a very nice guy. He seems like a very smart guy. And uh, he's very successful because he's gotten elected and all these other things. Well, Raphael Warnock is walking and he speaks to um he's speaking to a white lady and she's like oh i went to such and such high school he's like oh that's wonderful i wish you the very best he's being very nice to the white lady very conversational whatever so then a black guy comes up to Raphael, Raphael, the black politician so so a black man walks up to the black politician and black man to black man he says hey senator warnock how are you today he says oh i'm fine how are you right and then the black guy says he he, he said he does he says he, he throws a trick question up he says Senator Warnock, what is your position on reparations for African-Americans? Oh, well, then suddenly the whole tone of the conversation changes. Oh, well, uh, I, I got to go. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, well, wait. And he's like, so wait, but, but Senator Warnock, you, you were talking to the white lady for a long time and you can't talk to me about reparations for your own people. Well, I got to go. And, and, and this is an easy, I mean, it's an easy trick, right? It's an easy trick that highlights a hypocrisy. It highlights and highlights what a lack of freedom of speech looks like when you don't have economic independence. Raphael Warnock couldn't answer that question because the his handlers, the people who pay his bills, the people who put the money in his bank account, the people who control him financially said, you bet not never say nothing about no reparations or we will beat your whole entire black ass. And we're going to beat you in public. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be, you, you will will fund your opponent. We will uh, make sure that you get caught up in some sort of uh, federal charges. 
we will ruin your reputation, expose your girlfriend, boyfriend, or anything, any other friend, special friends you got going on behind the scenes. We going to get you. So Raphael Warnock did what anybody would probably do in that situation when somebody gave you $250 million and let you run for Senate. He shut the hell up. He shut his mouth. When the situation called for him to stand up, he, he sat right back down like a good boy, like he's supposed to do. The same thing, the same trick was played on Barack Obama where Julianne Malvo, a PhD educated economist from MIT, looked Julianne Malvo up. Julianne Malvo asked President Obama about reparations eight years ago. Obama freaked out. Cut, cut the camera off. Turn the, this, this interview's over. What the hell? What is Went crazy. According to Julianne, this is Julianne's side of the story. She's a smart lady. I believe her. She's the president of a college or a dean or something now. She used to be president of a, of a college down south, a HBCU. I should know the name. I can't remember. If you say it in the chat, I'll, I'll mention. I apologize for not remembering. So my point is to say that what you're looking at with Kanye West, whether you like him or not, I'm not saying that you got to like this guy. There's a lot to not like. I totally get it. But, but this is what freedom of speech looks like. It's like him just saying what he wants to say and not worrying about what people think. And and and, and he, you know, there's been every effort to cancel him, get rid of him, shut him down. They're shutting down his social media. And let me tell you why. It's, it, it's the economics that keeps it nearly impossible to shut Kanye West down. It's almost impossible. I'm going to explain exactly why. I'm going to break down Kanye's major deals with Adidas and The Gap to explain to you why they are afraid of this man. They are scared to death of what the world would look like if they had to shut him down. And it really comes down to the idea that this, this addiction, this financial addiction is kind of flipped on its head. You're used to black people being the financial addicts who end up bowing to other people when actually it's other people who are the financial addicts that are bowing to Kanye. So let me, I'm gonna explain that to you in a second. Before I do that, I wanna remind everybody don't forget the All Black National Convention happens October 28th through the 30th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, that is our gathering every year of all the B1 people around the world. Uh, we do everything from politics to economics to uh, to relationships and everything in between. And we have panels and experts, experts you'll never see on TV because these are people that really care about you. <clears throat> and uh, and they're there and they they just it's, a, it's an amazing event. So if you want to learn and you want to connect. Uh, join us. Just go to allblacknationalconvention.com or you can actually go to my website, boyswalkins.com. Uh, at boyswalkins.com, I put links there for the physical and the virtual tickets to the convention, a link where you can actually be a vendor if that's what you want to do, you want to make some money. And then also my wife, uh, who's a therapist, is actually doing, <clears throat> she's hosting a, a session of her financial therapy and economic support group tonight uh, at eight o'clock Eastern. Uh, you are invited as our guest to come in and uh, and get exposed to some financial therapy that can help you change your money mindset so that you can understand your relationship with money. It's really, really good. She's good at what she does. All those links are on boyswalkins.com. So feel free to go in there. We got plenty of resources to help you. And uh, that's what I want to mention to you real quick. So here's the deal. Kanye West, um, I'm going to read a little bit to you about Kanye West and his deal uh, with Adidas. And, and if you call, how many of y'all saw, give me a yes or no, how many of y'all saw where, where Adidas basically said that Kanye West's deal is under review? Did anybody see where Adidas came out and said, well, we're, we're reviewing our deal with Kanye West? And uh, when, when they saw him kind of getting out of pocket, you know, and, and so, so his deal is under review. They didn't say his deal was canceled. And I'm going to tell you why they didn't cancel his deal. 
The reason they can't cancel Kanye West's deal is because Kanye generates about 12 to 14 percent of Adidas's total annual revenue. That is massive. They generate he generates two billion dollars a year for Adidas. Beyonce is also an Adidas representative. Beyonce is a bigger star than Kanye. But Beyonce ain't selling Adidas shoes the way Kanye sells Adidas shoes. I don't know how he does it. I have no idea. But literally, Kanye has solidified himself as such an international icon in the fashion space that his that 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 his fans literally have separated the brand from the person. So the reason you're confused and thinking, man, how does he get away with this is because his fans don't give a damn. They're like, we don't care about Democrat-Republican politics in America. I'm a Chinese kid who just wants to buy anything the Yeezy brand puts out around the world. He's literally pulling that off. He's not just pulling it off with Adidas. He pulls it off at the Gap. Adidas and Gap are two struggling companies. Look at, has anybody seen the stock for the gap in the last like few months? Let me Google this for you so you can see it. Let me look at uh, the gap stock price. I'm going to Google search the gap stock price and let me show you all a chart. If you're on TikTok, you won't be able to see it. Just, just imagine like a bloody chart with a lot of red from a company that's getting its ass kicked and losing all kinds of money. So let me show y'all this. I'm going to share my screen right quick so y'all can really, so y'all can look at this with me. I need to sink this into your head. This is where, this is money talking. Money, Kanye talks a lot, but his money talks more than he does. Look at the Gap stock. The shareholders are livid. The shareholders are pissed. Look at the five-year chart on this stock. Five years. You've been an investor in the gap for the last five years, and your investment has lost 64% of its value. The stock was trading at $35 a share. Now it's trading at nine. Where do you think the stock's going to go if the gap gets rid of one of, one of, if not the largest source of its annual revenue? The, the total revenue, the gap for, for, for the last quarter was what, $3.86 billion? I'm going to bet you that at least a fourth of that is from Kanye West. I mean, this man has figured out how to print his own money. And I'm not saying this is good. I don't care. Some of y'all think it's wonderful. Some of y'all think it's terrible. I'm not here to talk about that. I don't, I'm not trying to, you can have your feelings on it. You have a right to have whatever feelings you want, but you can't have your own facts. I mean, you could, your feelings are yours, but your facts belong to the universe. So the fact is, that you can't deny that this brother knows how to make his own money. That's how Kanye gets away with getting on the internet, pissing off everybody, calling out everybody, showing up to the Paris fashion show, whatever that was, that other crap was that he was doing in Europe, and basically saying, "I, oh, Bernard Arnault is not the boss. I'm the boss. <laughs> Bernard Arnault is worth over $100 billion. He owns Louis Vuitton and all these other brands that they get rappers to promote for them so they can make money and you can lose money. But that that's how Bernard Arnault makes his money. He owns all the Gucci. I don't know if it's Gucci or Louis or it's stuff like that. He owns a lot of that fat, that high level crap that I would never buy. So so Kanye is, you know, he's exercising true freedom of speech in America. True freedom of speech doesn't typically come if you don't have any money. So if you are expecting your children to have any form of freedom whatsoever in this country and you don't send them out into the world with some sort of economic and intellectual and spiritual inheritance, then you're not breeding a free, independent black person. You're breeding a slave. 
You're raising your children to be slaves if you do not prepare them for their economic future. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you hear the words coming out of my mouth? Give me a yes in the chat. I need to emphasize this point. I need you to understand this, that if you don't prepare your children to play the game of economic warfare in this country, you are not raising a free black person you are raising a slave. I don't care if your child grows up and becomes a damn neurosurgeon. If they sitting on a bunch of student loans and no assets and they have no ability to walk away from that job, they are just going to be a highly educated slave. They're going to be a highly paid slave. They will not have freedom. They will live in fear. How do I know this? Well, because I came from this place called academia. I was on the faculty at Syracuse University for 13 years. And when I was on that faculty, I saw some of the most educated black people on this planet who were scared of their own damn shadows, who literally had the most brilliant ideas in the world, but could only express those ideas in private because they were so scared of the pimp hand coming down, the pimp smack coming down from their bosses who might discover, oh my God, this Negro is a little too black to be a part of this institution. So the conclusion that I came to, and this is what I relate to with Kanye, with not just the fact that we're both black men of a certain age, uh, we're both, we both got some Chicago roots. I live in Chicago, I've been in Chicago for, for about a decade now. Uh, so I, I relate to Kanye. I understand him up to a point. I don't understand the fashion shows and all this other silliness, but I do understand the black man in him to a point. And, and one of the things that I can say I have in common with him is I figured this out. I remember looking around at all these brilliant black people. I'm talking about more education than you can ever imagine. I said, I said, how is it that I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded by a bunch of highly educated sharecroppers. And I started looking at the economic dynamics of the situation that they were in. And I said, I get it. I get it. Your parents trained you to get as much formal education as you could get, as much formal schooling as you could get, to get the highest position you could get, to get the master's degrees and the bachelor's degrees and the PhDs and the MBAs and the and the MDs and all sorts of <clears throat> But they did not help you understand that all those little credentials don't mean a whole lot if you don't have any form of black independent economic freedom. That literally, if you're never trained to do little things like start your own business, or you don't own any assets like stock or land and all the things your, your great grandparents owned before integration, then you're just going to be another Negro out here begging for a damn job. That's what you are. You seriously, I, I do you know how many do you know how many PhDs there are who literally make the, the amount of money of a welfare recipient? Do you know? I mean, if you're so smart, if your brain is so well developed and you're so highly trained, then why can't you go out here and make your own damn money? Why is it that you got to go beg your boss to pay you every week? I'm not making fun of people in that category because I used to be one of them. I used to be one of them. The thing that liberated me was number one. I, I, the why came up. I told you the why is more important than the what and the how. So the why came up. I said, man, I can't do this. This is going, this is going to kill me. I can't, I can't take this. Right. But then also I happened to have a doctorate in finance and I started questioning myself and I said, wait a minute, I've been living in the matrix this whole time. I have been thinking that if I go and study all this crap in this textbook and prepare myself to get the perfect job and to be the perfect candidate. Remember, I was the only black man in America to get a Ph.D. in finance in the year 2002. That year, I was the only African-American male or female to get that degree. So I was hot shit. I thought I, I was perfectly prepared for the job market. But here's the problem. 
all that education I got put me in a situation where I had almost no options. If academia rejected me, I had nowhere to go. And that's what you see with a lot of the PhDs. A lot of PhDs are stuck. If I can't get a university to hire me, then I feel like my skills are worthless. So here's what I figured out. And this goes back to Kanye West. I said, wait a minute. I could do what everybody else is doing, which is to keep my mouth shut until I get tenure. Tenure is like, it's kind of like welfare for smart people. It's where you get a lifetime job and you have this so-called job security and all. I said, I could do that, but that, I don't know if that strategy is going to work because pleasing the white man has never really worked out well for me. Usually he gets mad at me for whatever reason. It goes all the way back to elementary school. I would get, I would get put in detention and didn't even know what I did wrong. I just being myself, it was school, school was like a penitentiary for me, uh, to be honest with you. But but I, as I said, or I could go out here and use this brain I got, this brain God gave me, this beautiful black brain I have, and figure out how to go make a million dollars or half a million dollars or at least enough money that I could tell all these people to kiss my whole entire black ass and know that I'm going to still get to eat that night. Do you understand? I mean, that's do you understand? That's the reason. That's the reason why I'm 99. I'd say 90 percent of all black people have no freedom of speech is because. They declare economic warfare on you from the time you're born. They position you to be an economic commodity for, for the benefit of other people. They've been doing this since slavery. They do it to this day. You just don't think it's slavery because it's not as bad or because you're actually getting paid. A slave can actually still be paid. Being a slave does not require you to be working for free. You could be getting paid and still be a slave. So that's why you have NFL players who are making millions of dollars, but they still feel like slaves because they can't go out and say what they want to say and do what they want to do because they're going to get punished for that. I'm not making fun of them. We all have to make trade-offs. We all have to pick our battles. But sometimes there's a battle that you really do want to pick. Sometimes there's a battle where you're like, you know, this really does matter. This is really important. Black lives really do matter. This is this is really something I really want to stand up on. And the problem is that if you are not economically ready for the battle, then you're going to have to sit out the fight. You showed up to the football game with no 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 pads, <laughs> no equipment. You, you don't know what a football looks like. You don't have a game plan. How are you going to play in the game when you didn't train for the game? So if you want to get on the field, and play the real game of freedom of speech, the real game of global economic warfare, all these games, you have to be trained and you have to have your equipment and you got to have your teammates. If you ain't got those things, then it's going to be very hard for you to win. So think about these things as you process who you are, what all this means, what you're observing. And what I will say with Kanye, again, I'm not telling you to like everything he's doing. I don't like everything he's doing. I, and I'm not telling you that you can't think you could call him the biggest buffoon if you want. That's OK. That's OK. I just ask any any of my friends who think he's a sellout because he's a Republican. I ask them, well, I need you to go back and also defend the behavior of your boss, Joe Biden, and what he's done to black people over the last 30 years. He, he done incarcerated more black people than Adolf Hitler ever could. And yet you somehow are looking up to this man. I can't go there with you. I'm not going there with you. So, but, but at the same time, we know the Republican Party has a lot of issues as well. So I'm not telling you what to think about any of that. I'm here to get you to think about two things, blackness, or actually three things, blackness, economics, and freedom of speech. That's it. <laughs> I want you to think about those three things when you watch this. Blackness, what does it mean for you to be black? Economics, are you economically prepared for the battle? And freedom of speech, if you do not have your economics right, then you do not get freedom of speech in this country. That is not a right that is granted to everyone. It is a right that is granted to people who can pay their own bills. The reason Kanye has this freedom of speech that he's expressing right now is because this brother can pay his own bills.
that's just it. Adidas can't get rid of him. If Adidas gets rid of him, that's why Adidas is like, well, you're 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 a Negro and you're out of you're out of line, and we're used to punishing our Negroes, but damn, we can't punish this one because we'll lose two billion dollars a year. <laughs> oh well, well, his contract's under review. <laughs> I bet you ain't gonna let him go because I bet you Nike will sign him. I bet your opponents will. I bet your competitors will sign him. Uh, same thing with the gap. Well, we we this Negro, he should be punished. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but guess what? Your shareholders are gonna do to you. They're gonna you're gonna lose your damn job. You know, and this is interesting, right? And and this is funny. I remember Kanye mentioning this. He said he talked about the people with the gap, and he said, "How can you tell me?" Uh, something about how to make money when you need your job in order to make money or something like that. I, I can't take instructions from somebody who has a job. Now, I don't agree with that. I think that that's a little bit much, but it's think about this. The reason this is a finance lesson, I'm putting on my finance professor hat for a minute. I need y'all to hear this. Corporations are owned and controlled by the shareholders. The CEO and the CFO and the vice president and the president, all these people, they work for the shareholders. So they're basically high paid employees. They they're, they have a job. So if you go in as the CEO and decide that you want to go punish Kanye by getting rid of him and kicking him out of the brand and your stock price plummets from 980 a share to 660 a share, then you're going to lose your job too. It will be mutually agreed upon destruction or mutually, I forgot what the word is, but mutually, uh, mutual destruction. <laughs> you're you're going you're gonna to get rid of him for sure. Yeah. But then you're going to be gone too because your shareholders are going to fire you for ruining the stock price. So so Kanye, um, I think the reason they can't cancel him is because his brother's got his own money. So if you ever want to be in a position where you can't be canceled, learn how to make your own money. If you want your children to be in a position where they can't be canceled, teach them how to make their own money. If you learn how to make your own money, then it's very, very hard for people to get rid of you. Uh, when I was in academia and I didn't, I got tired of people telling me that if you keep speaking out on certain issues, you won't get a job anywhere. Guess what? I went out and I learned how to make my own money. Now I don't want to go to academia. There's no job at a, any university anywhere, including the president of the campus, that they could offer me that would make me want that job over the freedom that I have that allows me to speak to you and to say what is exactly on my mind. So, so remember this, your economics is deeply connected to your freedom. If you don't understand that, then you're always going to be very, very confused because they tricked you into believing that you could be broke and powerful at the same time. They tricked you into believing that you could be broke and free at the same time. They fooled you into believing that you could give away all your money and not also be simultaneously giving away all your power. They convinced you to believe that if everything that by giving all your money away to white folks, you still going to be free and if black lives are still going to matter and they still going to care about you. The reality is in America, they don't care about people that don't have no wealth. That's just it. That's just how this country operates. I'm not saying that it's right. It's definitely wrong. It's highly immoral. It's incredibly inappropriate. But that's the game, folks. That's the game, black people. Are you listening to me? Give me a yes in the chat to let me know that you heard what I said. All right. So anyway, guys, I'm going to get on out of here. Um, uh, we, we actually do uh, some programs in the Black Business School. If you want to go take a look, uh, one of my programs that I do where I meet my students regularly is drboyceprime.com. And one of the big focuses that we have is mainly right now we're digging deep into stock options and how to generate income from your portfolio during a down market. So if you'd like to be a part of that, 
feel free to go to drboysprime.com. The URL is on the screen. And I want to say thank you all for listening very much. I appreciate you. And I hope to see you at the convention. Uh, you can go to boyswalkins.com if you want to check out uh, the All Black National Convention. Feel free to do that. Or the financial therapy session tonight with Dr. Alicia. All of you are invited as guests of the Black Business School. We're here to serve you. We have 150,000 students worldwide, and uh, we're very proud of what we do. And the best thing about it is we are 100% independent, and uh, that's something that um, I, that I'm extremely proud of. So take care, guys. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. Thank you for listening, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Take care now. Peace. Mm-hmm.